rips one into the night, deep into right, way out of Moves to the right, it goes directly to Clement. Clement reverses it, and the pass goes into the end zone. To Nick Foles. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Talking 215. I am your host, Jake. Join with me, as always, Shawnee Z. Sean, how we doing, brother? What's up? What's up? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. This is a, a, a pretty good day as far as, uh, you know, the uh, right at, after the All-Star break. Yeah. We're feeling pretty good, so City's feeling it. I'm feeling good. No doubt, no doubt. Now, obviously, we are joined by two lovely guests, Lee and Pam from Philly Shirt Shop. How we doing, ladies? Hey guys! Hello, hello! Great, thanks Great. for having us on. I appreciate it. Oh yeah, of course. No, we've been uh, we've been in talks about having you guys on for obviously a little bit now. So super excited to to finally have you on an episode. Why don't you tell you know all the listeners a little bit about yourself, a little about your company before we really dive into some sports here? All right. Well, um, I'm Pam from Philly Shirt Shop. Uh, we started the business in like 2017. Um, just. Uh, you know, I guess we wanted to give like Philly sports, uh, like a, a women's perspective almost. I mean, we obviously have like a lot of women's sports fans in the city and, uh, I don't think there's any like guys really doing what we're doing at least right now, but we um, don't have any women's pro teams. So we're like trying to get ahead of it ahead of the curve. <laughs> yeah. when they get here, we ran already. <laughs> oh, no doubt. No doubt. No, but just, you know, a different, try to be a different voice. And, it, you know, we we have a lot of sports media in this town and you guys excluded. But you know what I mean? The mainstream stuff. I mean, it's all the same, you know, and it gets very tiring. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's so just, uh, yeah. yeah, like lifelong Philly sports fans and just, you know, passionate, passionate <laughs> about the city. And uh, we get to work with like local schools, charities, all that type of stuff. So it's it's been like really cool so far. Yeah, no, that's incredible. Yeah. Awesome. No, it's awesome. Like I said, we're super happy to have you on. Really looking forward to to just jumping into a bunch of Philly sports topics. You know, all the all the viewers out there right now. Obviously, we are live, and for anybody listening after the fact, uh, you missed a great show, uh, or you're going. <laughs> show, but uh, you know, glad that you're listening to the audio at least. But yeah, the the comments are open. Anybody that has any questions for Lee or Pam or myself or Sean, or just has any you know kind of points or ramblings you want to you know touch on based on the topics we're talking talking about. Throw a comment out there. We'll throw it up on screen. Uh, go to StreamYard.com slash Facebook to make sure that you allow your comments to be viewed on StreamYard uh, so that we can see them live in the show. If not, they will show up, but not until after the show, so we won't really be able to respond to them. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, great week. You know, All-Star break came at a perfect time. Yeah, you know, It was great to get yeah. a sweep of the Marlins before we headed, you know, went into that All-Star break. Obviously, you know, we talked with Joey last time. Just yep. It seemed like everything was going downhill and we yeah. kind of had that Philadelphia vibe. Like it, it's what's, it's what always happens. We have something good going and then we just start slumping. We yeah. carry that slump into the break and we come out lifeless. Um, but that didn't happen. 
It didn't. It's weird. <laughs> this team responded. I mean, if you guys were tuning in or if anybody at home was uh, tuning in last week, I mean, everything that we said wanted to get done got done. Right. So um, I, I, you know, this is kind of the some of the biggest things that we see with Philly Rob at the helm. Um, this team, when it needed to respond, it responded. Yeah. You know, so, no, and the yeah. offense, they ran for seven games. I think they averaged uh, two runs a game for seven games straight. And then to have them come out and just start, you know, I'm gonna put a 10 spot on you. Yeah. 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 A 10 spot with a shutout <laughs> on top of it, yeah. too. And they were playing against like, some really good pitching, like really good pitching, and it's oh, been yeah. trouble for years. Yeah, Alcantara right. is probably it's the really best nice pitcher in, in the majors right now, and to even get two runs against him is incredible. And it, yeah. both yeah. times we faced him this year, we've yeah. actually I think we put either four or five against him the first time, yeah, which is insane. And then uh, and then a two spot this time, which was plenty. We you know we win two to one. Yeah, it's plenty when you don't have Gene or Bryce. I feel like that's that's. No, seriously. Like, and it's yeah. funny you mentioned Gene. You know what I mean? Like, are you kidding? <laughs> if you can beat them without Gene and Bryce. No, and seriously. And it's funny that you mentioned Gene. We uh, we were talking right before we went live, Sean and I, uh, over a delicious plate of uh, spaghetti with uh, crab red sauce. And garlic bread. Delicious. <laughs> uh, talking to and five, not only known for their sports talk. Uh, but we were talking like, is, has Segura really only been out since the first of June? Because it feels like he's been out since like Forever. the second week of May. Like or the first week of May, like it feels like he hasn't played all year. No, he was like the only person that played like the first part of the season. I felt like right. You yeah, know, when Girardi was the only one that like Girardi got through to. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he was, he was the only person in the lineup outside of Bryce that's just going to do his thing no matter exactly. what. It seemed to be to take to Girardi's coaching style. Yeah, and he he got hurt. Well, he's a veteran. Girardi only yeah. coaches the veterans. Right. He doesn't give a shit about younger players. He no, got hurt on the thirty first. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it seems like he's been out for forever. You know, it's you know, it's only the middle of July, or yeah, and he's what he's a ten to twelve week expected. Yeah, I'm out, and he's at what maybe seven or eight. Still got another month. Yeah, I mean, you know, we hope to get him within the next three four weeks. We're still, you know, twenty five days away from Segura coming back. Oh my god! (sighs) So Bryce will be back before that, right? Well, I think it came out today. He. Yeah, they mentioned that he was hoping to get the pins taken out of his hand within the next week. Which is a great, great stepping stone. I mean, that's, yeah. that bodes well for him getting full range of motion, being able to really test his boundaries. But you also don't want him to rush back. No. 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 Especially no. with the injury that's going to be impacted every swing. Oh, yeah. Like, know? like, look, we get it. He's not playing defense, so you don't have to worry so much about throwing or anything. But, it, it, you know, it's no, still something that, that vibration goes up the bat Every swing. Yeah. Right, and, you're exactly feel it. and you want no pain. You want nothing that keeps him from going, I want to swing as hard as I can. Obviously, right. sometimes you got to play small ball, you know, slap one out to, right. to the green grass. But with a guy yeah. like Bryce, he's, he tends to swing for the fences. And a lot of the time he gets it there. Yeah. It's he wants, if he wants to slide head first, he should be able to. <laughs> no, amen to yeah. that. Yeah. Amen to that. I mean, maybe he'll just dislocate his finger like uh, like Bomer. <laughs> uh, but, but Lee, Pam, we uh, obviously – all-Star game was yesterday. Who who cares? Pretty much all professional sports All-Star games are pointless. Uh, yeah. But obviously, that, that's kind of the unofficial halfway part of the season. What were some of your first half thoughts? We, we touched on this last episode with me, you, and Joey, but I'd yeah. love to get both of your thoughts on just some of the players that have really stood out to you or some of the players that you had high hopes for that are really not playing well through the first half. And then that'll kind of bring us right into our, our main topic with the Phillies of 
What do we expect coming out of the break? But I, I really want to get both of your thoughts on you know the players heading into the break before we touch on heading out of it. Okay. Um, yeah, I think – you know, the first half, um, I was really happy with Alec. Obviously, I think oh, he, I'm a uh, big bone guy. I'm a big bone guy. Yeah, I heard you're a big bone guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just like after the whole ordeal that everyone knows happens, he just he's like playing so much more comfortable. It seems like at like you know at the plate and on at a third base, and it's just been like a really nice turnaround to watch. I mean, um, as far as like disappointments obviously nick i'm still hopeful that he's gonna turn around second so half. am i so um i'm, not I'm just <laughs> hoping it's like a matter of him getting comfortable here i don't know i mean selling his house uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah seriously burn it to the ground yeah i mean like <laughs> burn more stage. he did it he kind of set himself up for a failure with that one but. yeah so um and I think recently, obviously, the bullpen, like, has Yeah, been, where did like, this come from? Like, uh, two episodes ago, I'm ripping Nick Nelson saying, yeah, that guy's probably not even vaccinated. Right. You know, <laughs> and now he's going out there pitching gem after gem. In Canada. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially, like, considering, like, uh, that, you know, it seems like they're, like, having to, like, throw a bullpen game every week because of, like, all the injuries with the starters and everything. I think the bullpen has been, like, a pleasant surprise considering how, like, you know, bad it's been the last few years. So. Yeah, especially with Eflin being out and every fifth game must really relying on, like, a bullpen game yeah. where mm-hmm. you might be able to get, you know, just a random guy that can go three, three and a third. But, you know, yes. with this fifth start requiring these these guys where you're going to see at least five guys out there. You know, it's nice to have them have them put up some games like the the bullpen game sure. they played. Who was it against? The last game against the Cardinals. Yeah, where it was a bullpen game, they only gave up what five runs, four or five yeah. runs. Yeah, which yeah. is, yeah, I mean, that's fine. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. Also, breaking news on uh on the show right now, it, it appears that the Harden deal is now official. We oh. will touch on it. Uh, we will touch on it when we talk about the Sixers. But it looks like Woj is reporting a two year, sixty eight point six million dollar deal. Just want to get that out there super quick. Two years. Okay. Yeah, back to the Phillies because we will touch on that in depth when we get to the second. Yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lee, yeah. what about you? What are some players that you really enjoyed in the first half? And uh, and what do you kind of – and then we'll all touch on what we kind of hope on coming out of the break. Yeah. That's a good uh, I think Bowen would have been my answer too, but Pam went first uh, <laughs> because I just love anybody that, like, says, like, my bad and then, like, was, like – like it just seemed like the Phillies. No, he did exactly like, like, what he, responded he, did, to that. he responded to that perfectly. Like, yeah, and, yeah. and I feel like it like helped him. His shoulders like have been down ever since, and like he just plays baseball now. You know what I mean? And he's been playing well. I love. I just love that. No, As like a real. Philly fan in general, I just love that whole storyline, and I love third at third baseman. But mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> um, Camargo has been a good surprise, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, who who would have thought when he went on the IL that that was like a big hit? Yeah, like I'm a big Matty V fan. Yeah, thank goodness that Matt Veerling can play every position on the field <laughs> yes. except for pitcher or catcher. Yeah. He's we clutch, he might clutch, be able to yeah. do those, too. Actually, he might be good. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think he played a little pitcher in, in high school. So yeah, I'm sure. Out, too, so yeah, he's been huge. Just, like, just plug him in anywhere, it seems like. Honestly, Tom Purse has been my biggest surprise. Sorry to interrupt you. No. That's, like, I love that guy. Like Rob Thompson, I love him. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Billy yeah, Rob, Canadian yeah. Rob. I, he's. I mean, I don't know if it's like Girardi just was not showing up, or if Thompson just has like that ability to talk to his players, or he just talks to his players in general. I don't know, but either way, it's like it's a totally different team. Like the bullpen, a totally different. It's just a yeah, totally like different. Same team. guys, but they're same. Yeah, same guys, different mentality, different everything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, I think I think the big thing with Girardi is I was at that game where we had Angel Hernandez behind the plate and Schwarber lost it on him with like a real all-time, you know, yeah. it's an it's a all-season ejection. It was incredible. Yeah, was, and I kind of thought, I, I've not been a Joe Girardi fan for a, at least the whole two years, all last season, then everything, every part of this season. You know, you, you, if anybody watched the show last year, you heard Joe Wayne just ripping the guy to shreds. Yeah, um, but like that him. really kind of solidified yeah. it for me that I was like, this guy has to go because he was watching that game. The whole time, watching Angel Hernandez have one of the worst performances all year, with like one of the worst in the past five seasons, and he never came out once to talk to him. Like, hey, Angel, like this is getting out of hand. Like this is ridiculous. And then even when Schwarber blew up, like he kind of set his little binder down, his his analytics binder, walked <laughs> out to the plate and was just like, "Come on, Angel, like you've been bad." And you do better. Like he wasn't fiery. Please. He wasn't. Yeah. Can please, you, please. Like, yeah. oh no. Okay, fine. Favorite, he he was coaching as he was managing as if he had already lost the job. Like he was like, look, I know I'm gone. Why why put the effort in? Who cares? Yeah. And, and it, the, it showed. The front office agreed. Yeah. <laughs> and I I'm just a little bit surprised. It's funny. I know pre-show. I was like, yeah, we're gonna start with Eagles. Completely threw that out. Got starting with Philly. It's okay. I had no idea what the itinerary was, so let's go, Phils. <laughs> we rarely have one here at uh, talking to him. But it's funny. I was surprised with with Philly Rob being a guy that's really followed Girardi around. Yeah. That I was like, you know, he might just be kind of a, a Girardiite, like just kind of falls right into his shoes and does the same thing. And you know, obviously there haven't been many situations where he needs to be fiery. <laughs> Yep. But you know, I'll be curious to see what happens in a situation where Angel Hernandez is behind the plate again, sure. where he has to go out there and stick up for his guys. Right. Because that, but he hasn't coached like Girardi at all. He, no. He's no. he stepped up in every single way that that the fan base had been clamoring for yeah. for months with Girardi. Oh yeah, and it, has he made his mistakes? Sure. Like oh, having yeah. Moniac hit when he should have pinch hit for him a couple of times. Like <laughs> Moniac can't hit any. Like give the guy yeah. a tennis racket and he still would whiff. I think like, it's better to believe in a guy and be wrong than to not play a guy and be wrong. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like. Bryce no, and I think a lot of the younger players are with you on that. Like, like all the reports are that the younger players love this guy. So I think they're yeah. they're kind of with you on that. It reminds me of a Doc Rivers. It does, though. Like, he doesn't. I just felt like. We Doc Rivers sucks. Dude, you don't have to tell me. He's Glenn Rivers on this show, by the way. We didn't yeah. give the doctorate. He's Glenn, like, he's, no more, no less. Yeah. Yeah, he <laughs> doesn't, Glenn, he doesn't get a doctorate. But kind of like, yeah, it seems similar, like just refusal to play like the young guys, like see what you have, especially when like the season wasn't going the Phillies way. Like he just refused to like put any of the young guys in. And it obviously like, you know, Rob did it and it, it gave the team a spark. Like the whole daycare, you know, it's been winning games for him. <laughs> daycare. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that, and that kind of touches perfectly on just carrying into the post all-star mm-hmm. break. What, like he's playing the young guys, he's getting them in there. But one thing I really want to see is Castellanos out of the three spot, like until he starts getting his, his swing back and look, Castellanos, he's got hits in 13 of his last 14 games. Only three of them. He had more than one hit and they were only two hits. He hasn't had more than two hits in that stretch. But he does have hits in 13 of his last 14 games. 
I know most of those are kind of Dak Prescott, like padding the stats hits, like bottom of the ninth. You got, you got a positional player out yep. there. No, not really, but you got <laughs> right. like, you're, you're either up big or down big. Nobody's on. There's two outs and you, you slap a single over right. the second baseman, <laughs> but he's getting hits. He's getting his rhythm back. Yeah. But one of the things I do want to see him adjust is right now. Castellanos can't be in the three hole. Like he's, he's hurting guys like Reese. Who's kind of eating up a little bit. He's, Going has his up and downs. Obviously, Summer Schwarber's still hot. Right, he's yeah. still roping dingers. Throw Bomer in the three hole. Yeah, like he's been he's been hitting the ball great. He's been batting something like three hundred over the past twenty games. Right, yeah, I mean, he has been. There's going to be one lineup change. You're right. I mean, he's got to go into the. You got to play him, obviously. Like yeah, who else would you put sure. out there in right for field? sure? Yeah, you don't really have a choice either because like he has to play. I mean, also has to yeah. let him know that there are repercussions to playing this poorly. Yeah. Right. I totally agree. You, you know. yeah, yeah, but Ben Silver over at Phillies SI, great group over there. Um, they've kind of touched on over the past just like two or three games, not like a long stretch, but you've seen him take that low and away slider a little bit more. He's got to hear it. Oh, He's yeah. got to hear from everybody. Oh, yeah. But even when he was hearing it, he like that was his kryptonite. It, he swung at it something like 80% of the time. And you know it's coming. They throw it. Some like yeah. that, I was reading something that Philly SI posted, uh, our boy Ben Silver, and we're going to be having him on in the coming days, uh, weeks, really. Um, but he was saying like it was something like 60-something percent he was seeing that pitch, and he was swinging yeah. at it like over 80% of the time. And he's starting to take it a little bit more. And you know, once he gets the – his big hit pitch is the high outside pitch. He ropes that. Yeah. He can't hit the low outside. So, you know, you start seeing it. They keep throwing it, trying to go outside. They miss their spot. That's when he has to make him pay. But should he do that in the three-hole? No. 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 No, he should. should, If he's not going to do it in triple-A, he should do it at nine. (laughs) Nine or at this point, like, he's not – I don't know. He's just not – do something to, like, shake him up. I feel like he – he just strikes me as someone who will respond to like his ego being bruised a little. Like if you move him down, maybe like he just seems like the guy will rise to the occasion to me. What do you think, Jake? Send him down to AAA. No, no. <laughs> no, it's funny. You, you said AAA. Obviously, obviously like you meant three holes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that'll make that would shake things up. Yeah, 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 yeah that'll that really. Hey, why don't you go back and play with Moniac right, right now? We sent his ass back down. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, um, I'm saying I want Quinn. I want Roman Quinn up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think Roman Quinn's actually out Friday, of the organization again. Is he? I, I, I think that he's ineligible to go back down, and they just yeah. completely got rid of him again. Right. Roman's but, gone okay. again? Yeah. yeah I think Roman's cool. completely off the organization. I'm not 100%. I heard that. I heard that. that. The the guy, if the guy learned, knew how to bunt, he'd still have a job in the majors. With his speed, all he had to do was learn how to bunt. He couldn't even Dude, do that. Oh, my God. You sound like I, – I, I, I could have, like, a campaign strictly dedicated. I'm like, why can't Roman Quinn bunt? Yeah, if he, he knew should, how to bunt, he'd have a The only way he gets yeah. in the major leagues at this point is he can yeah, be Yeah, Michael Franco is still playing on a weekly basis. <laughs> and Roman Quinn could just – if he learned how to bunt, he's he'd been be trying to just turn the corner. He's been so close for a Every decade time now. Corner, I don't think it's going to happen. John, <laughs> no. yeah. what are your thoughts heading out of the break? What are you hoping to say? I mean, you know, I, I go back to, you know, everything that we were hoping Rob Thompson did – uh, we have seen an uptick in uh, ever since he's taken over. So all the young guys, they're, they're starting to get a lot more playing time. You're seeing Veerling out there. Yeah. Um, you're seeing Bohm. You know, we're gonna hopefully. I would like to see a little more Stott from from week to week. Um, yeah, yeah Stott's been know. hitting hitting the ball a lot better. Even Derek, his Hall. plate discipline has been great. Yeah. Um, so so seeing some of the younger guys, especially in the absences of a couple of vets, um, 
you know, that's been a big one. Uh, I'm definitely interested to see what kind of moves we make a bit closer to the trade deadline. Yeah. You know, we talk about these injuries, like our team's playing well right now and we're still probably going to add a bat and we're still going to get Segura back and we're still going to get Harper back. Like if we stay in this hunt, this, this September could be some really fun baseball. We have a very favorable schedule. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, we said that last year too, well, <laughs> and the year before that. Yeah. Back with like rough. Yeah, Bryce, we, Bryce is like never rusty when he comes back. He comes back, he's like boom, he's like just like ready to go. Bryce no, seriously, he got smacked in the face, and he missed like he had like three games where he wasn't playing well, and then he had obviously right. MVP, MVP yeah. caliber season. Yeah, right. So he's he's got him. a hard head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know uh, what I also like, or is that we're starting to actually play the Marlins really well. Yeah, and we've got mm-hmm. something like um, you know between the the Marlins and um, what else? I feel we, like we always see the Pirates in the second half. We haven't. We've seen got them yet. twenty games where we play the Marlins or the Nationals. Oh, that's great! So, like, I, I what I really liked a little bit is that we started to beat the bad teams. Yes, and you need to you need to continue to do that. It, you know, if we continue don't to play do down that, to your opponents, right? If we continue to do that, we're in the playoffs. Oh yeah. So keep playing some of these younger guys. Um, we we love the the ascension of the bullpen. You know, we control uh, our destiny. Right. You know, we've got essentially what a, what a conflates to definitely a top ten bullpen. They've yeah. been they were ranked twelfth in ERA this season and over the last wow. right and over the last month and a half this has been a, a, a top five six bullpen yeah for the past yeah if if we five, ride five that weeks. wave there's absolutely no reason why we don't coast into the playoffs yeah so so I'll touch on some of my post All Star game stuff and then we'll get into some Eagles talk obviously <clears> that's probably going to be the most that we talk about so we'll uh, you know we won't don't want to run an hour and a half episode although I know all of you would love it. I just have a few things written down here. Uh, Castellanos, Castellanos, Castellanos. Like he's got to move him down in a slot. See what he can see. What he can do down there. Try to get his confidence back up. Ruben Amaro. I pray that you're right. That he's going to be the best hitter in the second half of the season. I don't think he will. I still have confidence in him. Just maybe not this season. Ruben, like saw, we will we will sing your praises from the mountaintops if you're right. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Uh, next point. Matt Veerling needs to be an everyday player. We've been seeing him play a lot more. He needs to stay in the lineup. His, his obviously his July's cooled off some, but batting three thirteen through all of June. Yeah, you know he 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 started doing a little bit better there towards the end. Uh, I think just steady at bats, steady major league pitching. Uh, even though he has played most of the game, some like eighty five percent of them, get him to a hundred percent. Like he is our everyday center fielder. Yeah, and we need to just leave him there. Yes, and then if there's an injury, sure, move him to second, move him to short, but like yeah. keep him there, keep him comfortable. There is something to be said, even if it's like stay, seeing the same at-bats, being in the same position, being comfortable every time. There's something to be said about that. Not yeah. going to a position that you're like, I can do this, but I feel like, am I worried the whole time that I'm going to have to make a web gem? Or in center field, he's got the speed, he's got the range, he can make a play. Uh, then the, the the trade deadline for me, the most important thing, because I touched on, you know, Segura will be back, Harper will be back. It's not so much we need a bat, but with that Eflin injury, we need a fifth starter. Yeah, and I, I was looking at our past couple of years, and we had two guys that would have been excellent fifth starters. Have you looked at Cole Irvin? His stats with the Oakland Athletics this season. I heard about them today, actually. I heard Cole Irvin. We traded yeah. him away for cash considerations. Uh, I know. Is, I we didn't even get anything. Hell of we a got, player. Yeah, we cash got considerations. We got nothing. <laughs> we we traded him to open up a spot on the roster. Cole Irvin pitches for the Oakland Athletics. Obviously. 
your ERA is going to be a little bit better there because that stadium is huge. Like it's so difficult to hit a home yeah. run there. So that, that kind of helps. But Cole Irvin has a home ERA of 1.68. And overall, his ERA is something like 3.88. And yeah, we traded him away for, hey, think about some time giving us some money. You don't have to, but just think about it. Cash considerations. Yeah. We got nothing for it. Another guy, Nick Pavetta. Oh, I was just uh, going to bring him up. I was just going to, yeah. yeah I was gonna bring he's been him on the up. Red Sox. He's been, he's been away from the Phillies for a little bit now. Yeah. But look, obviously his past month has been terrible. He's like the July, he only pitched, I think, three games, but he had like a 12 ERA. But through all of May and all of June, he had a 2.18 ERA. We got Brandon Workman and uh, Hembry for him, neither of which are on the team. Were you a big Pavetta guy when he was on the club? No. No. But that's kind of brings the question. Why do pitchers leave and do so well? Because Boston's certainly not like a, a pitcher's ballpark like Oakland is. Sure. Like Oakland, yeah. You're, yeah. You're, like the home ERA – put a little asterisk next to it because it's got like a 430 foot center field porch. Like it's difficult to get the ball out of that park, yeah. but we're getting rid of these young guys. They're pitching well elsewhere. We could have had them. Like, I'm just kind of more of like, we need to fit a starter, but here's some guys that I can talk about and rant about for, for yeah. five minutes because yeah, yeah. we had these guys and Cole Irvin definitely hurts because we got nothing for him. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And we could trade for him right now and it would cost us nothing huge. But it still costs us more Way than more nothing. Than we lost. More yeah, than yeah. cash consideration. Yeah, we can't be like, yeah, we'll we'll give you yeah. some cash back. No. Yeah, we, more than considerate, we have to guarantee it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is a good question. Like, yeah, because like Nick had a good year last year too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he's been yeah. he's been pretty solid for Boston since, since he left. Yeah. Since yeah. he left the Phillies, and we to be fair though, we gave Nick Pavetta a solid, like a solid opportunity. I felt mm-hmm. like like I was no, pretty. We, well, yeah, I was yeah, yeah. wasn't. When we Is got rid of him, I wasn't like, oh, no, we lost Pavetta. Right. Like, when, yeah. when he left, I was like, oh, Brandon Workman, like, we need a bullpen piece. He's pretty pretty solid. He ended up being awful. <laughs> like, yeah. just terrible. I don't think there's too many Pavetta guys in the city by the time we dealt him. No. No. Yeah. No. But now with, you know, hindsight, you're like, man. That would be really nice on or, our team yeah. right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, is it the coaching staff? Is it the catchers calling the games? Is it? Yeah. You know, I mean, the, yeah. the pitching especially, Culture. comfort is such a big thing. Yeah. It is. It's what we're used to anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. So does anybody else have any Phillies topics, Phillies takes they want to get off their chest before we get into the birds? Um, Lee, Pam, anything? I don't, but Pam looks like she has one. No, I mean, <laughs> it's just, no, I'm optimistic. That's that's all. Yeah, talking about the fightings. Yeah, I am. Drawn. It's just good to, like, have competitive baseball back <laughs> oh yeah the city like, is dying for it we love it just it. seems like so long ago that like it was long ago. too long just too long it's been a decade yeah, yeah. We it's were been a decade. For like half a decade yeah. yeah no seriously all right well let's talk some birds i thought you posed a great question early of uh you know training camp right around the corner and just some mm-hmm. position battles that uh that each of us are really excited about so sean what what, what position are you really looking forward to, to seeing in training camp and seeing kind of who's going to battle it out for the spot? I'm definitely most interested in seeing how this linebacking core is going to look. Did I steal that from you? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, we yeah, didn't yeah. go. We wanted to keep it fresh. We didn't go over what topics we wanted to go over. But yeah, I, I, I was like, this linebacker core, it's going to be a great battle. Well, we can go back and forth, and Lee and Pam can hop in there. <laughs> are you guys as, as excited as we are? Uh, <laughs> 
Um, yeah, there, I mean, just because I, I, you know, I really don't know how the scheme is going to totally work out, how these athletes are going to take to it. We've got a ton of names that are really, as far as talent and skill, are seem to be right around the same level. Yeah. Right. So it's it's going to be interesting to see, you know, because I, I don't think the starting rotation at the beginning of the year is going to resemble anything that we see in weeks nine, 10 and beyond. So no. I'm really I mean, not even so much a training camp battle, but just like a, a continuously throughout the season. Something I'm really looking forward to seeing is how this linebacking room shakes out. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, some of the names mainly that I wrote down to watch TJ Edwards, Sean Bradley, Davion Taylor, Kaiser White, Nicobe mm-hmm. Dean. Like obviously Hassan Reddick, he's kind of a linebacker, hybrid edge rusher. He's his position's locked. Right. But of those guys, like I, I have some notes here. TJ Edwards last year finished with 130 total tackles, 64 of them being solo. But the first half of the year, he only played 40% of the snaps. He played 16 games, didn't play that week 17 game against Dallas. So, but the so half the season he only played 40% of the defensive snaps. Second half, he jumped up to 94% of the defensive snaps. Mm-hmm. And you saw him take over some not games but drives yeah. where you had you know consecutive plays where he was the best player on the defense and he was breaking up some passes i know he had that very clutch interception he had two pass uh defenses against uh against denver he really shined in the second half and and he kind of made a made a position where like we thought going into the season oh alex singletary like he had a great end of the previous season like we we thought he would really lock it in he didn't lock it up uh, I can't even remember the clown that we we got from what was it Minnesota that we ended up cutting like oh, uh, five six games in yeah. Eric Wilson yeah, yeah he's he absolutely sucked <laughs> and so like that's a position that no matter what like it's going to be up in the air yeah and then the main player that he's probably going up against and Kaiser White like he's an, he's another guy pretty similar stature like a little bit undersized uh, T.J. Edwards is a little bit bigger than him. Mm. He had 144 total tackles. 90 of them were solo, and he's steadily been increasing his level of play since his rookie year to this year. He's only 26 years old. He's on a great team-friendly deal. One year, possibility of getting up to $5 million. That's great. He's a player that I could really see. If he plays well, you're going to have that same kind of time that Avante Maddox and Dallas Goddard got their extension last year. Like yeah. That same time of the season, they're like, look, he's 26, playing great. Let's lock him in. Yeah. Uh, so he's a guy that I could really see be eligible for a two to three year extension mid season yeah. this year, but he's the type of player that Gannon loves. I mean that we think Gannon loves because we have no idea what he loves. But he excels in zone. He excels in zone coverage, and we run at least last year we ran eighty eight percent zone. Lot, yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously you rarely see man to man linebackers. Sure. But he's a guy that you know he's not going to really rush the passer, but he's a great downfield linebacker. You know, guy, the running back gets through the hole. He does a really good job of stepping up and stop keeping it to a five-yard gain rather than a 15-yard gain. Uh, drops back in zone coverage, able to t- cover tight ends pretty well. Some slot receivers he does all right with. Obviously, that's going to be more of Avante Maddox. Sure. Um, but that's mainly the battle that I'm looking forward to there. I have plenty of notes on Shaw Bradley and Davion Taylor, but I want to get Lee and Pam's quick thoughts on the linebacker group and the position battle that we're going to see shake out, like you said, pretty much all year long. Yeah. That's all you. <laughs> uh, I, f- I feel very similar to you. I'm, I'm just excited to see, because I wasn't sure what to expect. That was probably one of the biggest areas, obviously the biggest areas of weakness the Eagles had last yeah. year. And in general for a while, honestly. Um, but uh, I, I, I was, 
I was I'm excited because I I've been watching it over the season. I remember hearing like, maybe Jordan Hicks would come back, and I'm like, oh, that'd be interesting, you know? Like, cause what else are we gonna do? But I think I'm I'm excited with what they've done, and I'm I, I just I'm excited to see what happens. I just I really want to see what Gannon is made of this year. I think like if he doesn't kind of like Jalen Hurts, if Gannon can't make it work this year, then like. You ain't going to make it work anywhere. No, yeah, like, sure like, okay, well, we set you up for success. What the hell? You know, like, but I'm excited to see what he does because I feel like we saw, like, the second half of the season, we were seeing it every week more and more. Kind of it made sense, like, what his thought process was. It didn't make a lot of sense at the beginning of the season, but I don't think the defense played well last year for him the first half. And well, he was putting players not in position to succeed. He has, he had. Steve Nelson and Darius Slay, who right. are known for being man-to-man corners, being asked to play over 80% zone. Like, you're not putting right. the players in the in the best position to succeed. So, we'll see. Hopefully, he has the pieces now. But, Sean, this was your position group. I kind of just jumped in there and stole it. But I want to no, hear more we, of your thoughts on it. I mean, so, what, um, you know, it's interesting that you touched on uh, TJ Edwards, uh, you know, and the parallels with him versus Alex Singleton the the years before. Mm-hmm. And I think we get caught up a lot of the times in stats when it comes to linebackers. Yeah. Right. So I think Alex, Alex Singleton's numbers looked impressive because teams were picking on him routinely. Oh, yeah. He was always trying to play catch up. Those tackles were always from behind. You know, this guy's look staring down ass and elbows the entire yeah. game. But that's like <laughs> moron that posted on Twitter that Russell Westbrook is a greater player than Allen Iverson all time. Like, if you look at numbers, you could say that. If you look at pure numbers. I think the kid but, that, that posted that was about 13. So I don't. a blue check mark. <laughs> <laughs> they give those out to anybody. Oh, nowadays. yeah. But no, that, like, it's a great point. You can look at stats and be like, man, that guy had a great season. Right. But if you watch the game. Right. So, yeah. and, and the, the big difference is you saw TJ Edwards become a playmaker over those weeks. Oh, yeah. Right. There was a vast difference. And even if the numbers looked somewhat familiar to Alex Singleton, that what you saw on the field seemed like a polar opposite. Yeah. But that's also my reservation with Kaiser White. Mm-hmm. It's a he's a young player with a ton of tackles that this team let go for a relatively team-friendly deal. Yeah. It screams more Alex Singleton and less TJ Edwards. So yeah. I'm certainly curious. You know, there's plenty of people yeah, I mean, that we haven't watched a ton of Chargers games. I've watched over the past almost zero Chargers games. Now I've watched the uh, <laughs> tape of him but that's a highlight in the tape. first round last year you didn't watch a whole lot i i watched the <laughs> offensive highlights i love the team but uh i love what you know how they play offense um you know it's I, there's plenty of people whose sports opinions i trust and and actually you know put stock into that say kaiser white's been a pretty good playmaker that they wish mm-hmm. stuck around we'll see especially how with works. the improvement he's made year to year yeah like i was looking at his stats like today you know, started a couple of games year one, most of the games year two, obviously all of them last year. Yeah. It was like, you know, it was like 20 tackles, 60 tackles, 144 tackles. Like yeah. you're seeing steady improvement. Right. But again, we didn't watch Chargers defense highlights. Yeah. Like I have, or not even highlights because you can find great plays on any highlight. We didn't watch Chargers defense tape. Right. <laughs> no. There's any game we get less than the Chargers over here. <laughs> I mean, right. I don't think there's a team I've watched less than the Chargers. Right. <laughs> you know. I only watched them last year because I wanted to know what the hype was about Justin Herbert. I'm like, oh, hey, well, my buddy's my buddy's ex girlfriend from four years ago logged into her NFL her dad's NFL Red Zone on my PlayStation once, and I already saved the past. I've got every game every year because my buddy's ex girlfriend from three or four years ago logged nice. into her dad's Red Zone, and I set myself as primary account holder. So if they change ever the change password. the password, I get an email. 
<laughs> well, I got red zone for free every year. So I, I can I have the opportunity to see a lot of Chargers games. But like Sean said, I watch the offense. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, and and how the, the rest of that linebacking core is going to shake out. We've got a lot of speed at the position, right? Sean um, Bradley. Sean Bradley. Special teams ace. Davion Taylor, you know, a lot what, of, what Nicobe Dean is going to bring to this defense yeah, or what he's not going to bring to the defense. You know, how are these smaller, faster guys going to fare up? You mm-hmm. know, now that there's, I mean, there's four of them. There's a lot of them yeah. out there most of the time. I think the benefit is that the rumors are we're transitioning to a 3-4. Yeah. So you can have a little bit lighter size in the linebacker core. We need those interior or those those down linemen to, to take up as many bodies as we can. Yeah. You know, we oh. got we we drafted the personnel for it. Yeah. You know, Jordan uh, Davis. Right. Jordan Davis is 90 is, pounds of just man. Yeah. He's taken up as many people as you could possibly take up. But so that's just I'm not saying it's not going to work. I'm just saying that is definitely the the most intriguing as to see the, the oh, inner workings of down. how it's going to work. Hands down. That was yeah. a position I had as well. And quickly, just touching on Davion Taylor and Sean Bradley. I did some research. So I got I got to get those you had out tons there. of notes on Sean Bradley. There, there are tons of notes to be had on Sean Bradley, Davion Taylor. Sean Bradley, look, he is what he is. He's not going to be in the battle. He is a special teams ace. He should have made the Pro Bowl last year as a special teams player. He he was somewhere in the top three of special teams yeah. tackles. He only played 28 snaps on defense last year. Like yeah. you don't, he's not making tackles on defense, not making plays in defense. It's a shame. I was pretty excited when he got him. I thought he was a late round steal. Uh, hasn't really done much. I don't think he's really going to do much on yeah. this defense, especially with the additions around him. But his special teams ability probably will keep him on this team. Yeah. Um, and then you touch on the name Davion Taylor. He is a player that the Eagles want to be good so bad. Picked 103rd overall in the 2020 draft, the third round, obviously. Like that's a pretty, pretty high value pick. That's a guy that you should have a, a that should be a starter. Yeah. Yeah. Second half of year one. Like right. should be a starter. And Look, you're seeing some decent play out of him. Like last year, sure, he only played nine games. But in those games, he was the second group linebacker. He played something like 45, 50% of the, uh, I think around 45% of the snaps in all those games. He had two forced fumbles against the Broncos. Like he was a, he, he was a solid tackler when it, in a season that I specifically remember last year thinking most of the season, like why are we never trying to strip the ball? Like yeah. you see the Ravens, especially yeah. our team. That is phenomenal at every tackle. They've got fists going for the ball. And, you know, he was able to really kind of throw his helmet. I think the first one, he just kind of dove in his head, hit the ball. But we'll take regardless, it. I don't care how it happens. Yeah. Um, so, but he's been injured all every year. Yeah. Missed, missed eight games last season. They want him to be so good. They want him to develop. We're hoping that he can. Until he can prove he can stay on the field, I don't think he can really be in that conversation. Because they're always going to have in the back of the mind, like, do I want this guy to be taking reps from somebody that is right around there with him? Yeah. But I don't have to worry about is going to miss a serious amount of time. Uh, and then you said Nicobe Dean. I love the pick. Insane value there. We need to bolster our expectations. Not that I don't think he has the potential to be great, yeah. but why put so much pressure on this? Like, I, people are like, oh, he's automatically the best linebacker on the team. Like, look, am I extremely happy that he was the leader? of the dogs defense, Georgia right. Bulldogs, like which was obviously the best defense in college football. And he was their captain. Like, that's great. I'm extremely excited about that. I think he has the potential to be a great player coming off of a peck injury. He claims since I think late April that he's been hundred mm-hmm. percent. We'll see. I, I'm very excited. I think he has potential to be great. He's another 
undersized, very fast linebacker. Yeah. Don't sit there and, and give him the the Twitter Jalen Hurts expectations where you're saying he's a top five quarterback or a top five linebacker with, with Nicobe yeah. Dean. Like bolster your expectations. Come in with just third round linebacker. Treat him like a third rounder, yeah. even though he's not. You yeah, know, he's a third round pick, regardless of where, where he should have right. been taken or where so, he yeah, was mocked. Just because you mocked him in the first. Yeah, it doesn't mean he needs to be the best linebacker in the right. class. Could he be? Possibly. If he is, phenomenal. I would love it. Yeah, I yeah, think his potential great. will be, a, uh, if he stays healthy, he could be in the league for 10 plus years. Yeah. Holster your expectations. Like, don't sit there and boo the guy out of the city if he's not phenomenal week three. Right. I mean, exercise the same patience with you have with, <laughs> Yeah, with Davion Taylor. I mean, exercise the same patience you have with Jalen Hurts, all these people on Twitter. Like, there's still oh, any Jalen Hurts bad game, it's everyone else's fault. Yeah. Like, have that same kind of patience with every other player in the team. So that look, we're, we're Jalen Hurts fans, especially as a as a player, as a dude, like as a right. guy. Yeah, yeah. Guy. I, yes. yeah. yeah. yeah me too. Jury's still out on him as a player. But Lee, Pam, we kind of hogged the mic there for a while. What's a position <laughs> battle that you really are looking forward to seeing in the training camp and leading into the season? Running back, probably. That's a great no, that's a okay. great answer. Yeah. I not mean that's big, second I'm, on my list. Yeah. I'm popular, but I'm not big on Miles Sanders at all. I hope I'm no, wrong, Miles, but Miles Sanders is the worst red zone running back in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He's the worst yes. running back on our team, too. Three yards for attempts. Like, I don't know. That. Have you no. seen Elijah Holyfield? <laughs> I'm excited to see him in like a complete offense this year, but like this year, I need to like actually see him be like somebody that like we talk about the way we talk about Miles Sanders. I really could. I'm like, he's like a young Shady McCoy, and I'm like, I've, I've never seen. You I'd know, rather have Jordan Howard. The last few years, I'm like, where's Jordan Howard? Every, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's like, I mean, so, I've also never seen such like a, a supposed star seem to disappear and not be missed so frequently. Mm-hmm. You oh know, God. that's a benefit of Outland in the offensive line. Yeah, but when hey, Christ, like running last season. year, he has like no touchdowns. I'm like, what? Yeah. he's like, I didn't get the ball enough. I'm like, we were literally the rest, the lead team in rushing last year. If you didn't get the ball enough, it's your fault. <laughs> No, I don't know. <laughs> no, and then like you had last year, he had I forget what game it was, but we were up either one or two possessions late in the game, and we were trying to run the clock out back to back runs. He breaks over fifteen yards both times, goes out of bounds. Like yeah, you yeah, yeah. That's another thing too. Like, another he's part. Just, You're just like he makes dumbass decisions. Uh, yeah, he can't he's get an inch too. inside yeah. the red zone like at all. You got Kenny Gainwell. Anytime it seems he's within 13 yards, he's fine in the end zone. This podcast is going to explode anytime Gainwell gets the ball. Oh, we're big Kenny G, baby. (laughs) I know. And like, I love him too. And, and, and that's kind of like my thing. I'm like, when, when is he going to just, when are we going to realize like we're paying the wrong guy? You know what I mean? Like when, when's that going to happen? I don't know. And look, if, if he has any kind of solid stats and they know he's not a long-term fit here, you might see him gone at the trade deadline. Like, especially, like you said, yeah. with this being a plug-and-play running back group yeah. that everybody can pretty much succeed. I mean, our quarterback can run better than him. Well, our quarterback I can run better like, than every quarterback outside totally of Lamar Jackson. Right. <laughs> yeah, kinda... I know, that's true. That is true. It's an unfair comparison, but still. No, but you should be, if you're a running back, you should be the best runner on your team. It's not <laughs> that unfair. At least, kind of. <laughs> He's not. He hasn't been. No, that's seriously. Fine. 
Yeah, and that's another one I'm excited to see play out over the course of the year because if Miles struggles, if Miles constantly dealing with injury issues, I think e- even when he does come back healthy, you're going to see his uh, productivity dip like quite a bit. You know, productivity or volume? I'm sorry, volume and productivity yeah, the whole but, lot. Yeah. But yes, in this case, volume. You know, um, I, I really don't see them sticking with him over the course of the entire season. No, if, if he's struggling the same way he has in years past. I mean this. This team's Why? Gonna, if they know he's not going to be a long-term fit here, they're, they're, and he's not playing all that great, they're Why? also going to yeah. see that the team does not suffer. No, in his absence. No, we were. He know. missed a ton of games last year. We we're the number one rushing team in the NFL. Exactly. Obviously, I'm, like you touched exactly. on, Lee, that that's a result of Jalen Hurts' legs just as much as as the running backs, because those rushing yards count just like all the other ones. But we don't we don't hurt in his absence. In 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 the red zone, we do a lot better we in his thrive. absence. We have no yeah, reason. Exactly. Of risk giving him the ball and having him like uh, something that we haven't touched on a lot is he had a fumbling problem too. Yeah, oh, yeah like, you exactly. were worried every exactly. time he was in the red zone that he that it would just kill a drive, especially when Jake Elliott, best kicker in the National Football League, sure that's a talking two and five staple. Hey, oh, yeah. <laughs> he sure is. You he get him is. over the fifty, and you got three points guaranteed right there. Yeah. And then you got guys just fumbling the ball. Come on. And he always does it more than once a game, I feel like, too. Yeah, he has one game, and you know it's happened to multiple times. Yeah, yeah you're like, a rid of this guy. His leash is, is shorter than it's ever been. You know, yeah. th- this guy's going to come up with that. a strange rib injury, and he's going to be out for seven weeks, right? Yeah. Something like that's going to happen where it doesn't seem that serious, and you just notice, you know, after two months that Miles Sanders has fallen off the face of the earth. Yeah, they're like, wait, right. where is this guy? Where's Booby Miles? Howard's yeah. a household name again. You're like, Oh, Jordan Howard's back in the league. Okay. No, I'm waiting for them to announce that they've signed Jordan Howard Let's again. Go, I'm Jordan waiting for Howard. I'm waiting for yes. that announcement. Happy, I don't even everybody. know. I just assume it's going to happen eventually because they keep doing it randomly. <laughs> no, exactly. Back. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. He's great though. <laughs> Yeah, Miles is going to injure uh, the smallest body part possible. Just have a little, you know, maybe muscle soreness, and they're going to be like, okay, buddy, we're going to sideline you, and we're pulling Howard back in. Well, Brandon Katz here, uh, checking in on the YouTube, says, Philly's roster is good, but Hurts is trash. He can't read defenses. (laughs) I can understand why you would have that take. (laughs) Is he trash? No. Like, am I the biggest Hurts fan as a player? No, not yet. I'm certainly not like already given up on him. I'm not saying he's trash. He can't read defenses. Yeah. Does he struggle at times? Yes. Like he, he needs to improve on. That. I, I, I think it's less a, an issue of him reading defenses and more of an issue of not knowing where his reads are. Yeah. Right. I think he doesn't or know even the offense. A little gun shy. I don't think he knows the offense more so than he doesn't know th- how to read a defense. Yeah. So this year, no excuses. No. Yeah. You've There's been not. full off season, full season last year, full yeah. off season, add in new weapons that you were, obviously extremely comfortable and familiar with, with his best friend, yeah, AJ best Brown, friend. Yeah. on the team. Yeah. Yeah. I, he hasn't been the same scheme two years in a row since high school. And I, I, that's I a great point. Lee. That. I really do. I think like not reading defense, it's not being comfortable where your offense is and stuff. You don't even know your offense. It's the first year he's going to know his offense in high school. I feel like the second time around. Yeah. No, Jason Kelsey. Just make it, that's on him, but I'm excited to see what he can do with it. Yeah, Jason Kelsey touched on it, and he was like, look, we're in our little OTAs earlier. He was like, we were already going over stuff that we weren't really even touching until the second half of last season, like and stuff that we were pretty comfortable with. So, you know, it, and as far as offense goes, like most of the, the new additions seem to be on defense, like A.J. Brown's yeah. new. Right. But you don't have to worry about getting a ton of right. new guys yeah. up to speed. And the guys we added on offense, like A.J. Brown, 
I have him as a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL. People that have him outside of that, like, I think that's ridiculous. He was putting up those numbers with Ryan Tannehill as his quarterback, who right, is a fine exactly. quarterback. But he's not know. a gunslinger. He's, he's I mean, I, do, you, do you think Tannehill's a better quarterback right now than Jalen Hurts? As a passer of the ball, purely? As a, as a passer. Purely as a passer, they're very close. I think they're very similar. I think they're very yeah, I think similar. They're very similar. I think they're very similar just all together. And I mean, you're seeing him put those stats up where Ryan Tannehill isn't throwing the ball 50 times a game. Like you have Derrick Henry there getting 35 touches a right. game. So you yeah. could see very similar production with A.J. Brown in Philadelphia. Right. Like the over-under, I believe, is 77 catches for 1,025 yards. I feel like it's a little low. I know we haven't had a I know we haven't had a thousand yard. Oh yeah. I know we haven't had a thousand yard receiver since what uh since uh, Macklin and yeah, Macklin, yeah. yeah. Like, like, did Alshon get a thousand in 2017? No, no, no. no. no injuries kept him out. Close, of that. Yeah. yeah. And then obviously, uh, <laughs> he's getting getting guys agreeing with uh getting guys agreeing with him. I hope he wasn't. Maybe he was agreeing with uh, uh with his <laughs> other team. No, he was kind of Brandon. You're kind of touching on what we were just saying. Like Gainwell, you know, I, yeah. I really like Gainwell. Uh, I love Gainwell. Yeah, Sanders is good, like you said, but he'll never get enough carries in the system for Philly to resign him. Exactly. Why would you pay for a star running back when you you already know you can put anybody in there and they'll succeed? Or I could get four yards. Or in that you're going to find that that they sign yeah, him in the middle of the season for three million dollars a year. Yeah, yeah. If he's willing to take something crazy, yeah. low, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but that's yeah. Because you know how he's going to lowball the hell out of him. It's not even not even a low ball, but if he's going to stay on this team, it's going to be on a very team friendly deal. Uh, and then uh, GV checks in and says, "If Hertz' first option is covered, he is automatically running." We're going to find out. Yeah, we, we are. Find out. Find out. He he certainly needs to go through his progressions a lot better. He's got uh, two options. He's got three options. Yeah, you know, on you have three great play. options. Yeah, three. Yeah, you know, Devontae Smith. AJ Brown, Dallas Goddard, three phenomenal options. Right. And then you have set plays, obviously, to the guy that you were really excited about in Quez Watkins. Yes. Matchup nightmare. Deep. Deep. Yeah, that was, Lord. He's, he's 24 yes. and his third no. year. That's, that's, yeah. And, and I touched on my big thing with him is I think he is built to be a wide receiver three. And I think he struggled last year because he was expected oh, Quez, to be yeah. a wide receiver two. He's not a wide receiver two. Oh, I like no. Quez a lot. I was talking about Jalen, but I, I, oh, like I'm sorry. Him a lot. Oh, wait. Yeah. It was, yeah. I like Quez a lot. No, I'm saying Jalen's only 24, and it's like third year. Like, yeah, like he's gonna he's a lot to learn still. His brain is. Wait, is his third year? I thought everybody said he was a rookie last year. (laughs) Yeah, they certainly like to put his stats next to all the rookies. Yeah, yeah. So, it's Lamar Jackson's. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I I think they uh, they touch on things that everybody's nervous about. I mean, and the people that aren't, they're just not being serious with them. Like you need, you are worried about his read progression ability. Yep. You are worried about his ability to to be willing to you know pull the trigger on a down that we need him to throw the ball. Right. Like right. last year for a big part of the season, I call, I called him, you know, Jalen roll out to the right hurts because that's yeah. that's what he did. Yeah. And once defenses wanted to put that spy over on the right side, you saw him struggle a little bit. I mean, Tampa did it to perfection oh, in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. They, yeah. Gave, they gave the NFL. They made us look like, like high school kids. And yeah. I felt like we were playing the same game. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's that's going to happen every single game, first four, five, six weeks of the season. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah, until right. he, if he hasn't figured out how to mitigate that, but here's that the thing if he, if he has figured it out, this but, offense will be insane. Because they're going to be doing that. That pulls one extra backfield defender mm-hmm. into the spy zone to the right side. If he has even 
a 25% improvement in his passing, he yeah. will be able to, to tear defenses apart. And yes. we have a pretty favorable start to the season. Detroit, obviously not going to be as bad as last year. I don't think so. I, I like Dan Campbell. I think he's a great coach. Have them week one. A lot of people are calling it a trap game. I don't think. There, I think we're there are no week one trap games. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Like, <laughs> we're not fired up to play the, the no, no, exactly. <laughs> But then you're facing Kirk Cousins and the Vikings week two. New head coach. Might be a good thing, might be a bad thing. A lot of still, still a lot of things to figure out that early in the season. Yeah. So I like that we're facing them early because I yeah. do think that they could That's be fine, you know, finding their stride later in the season. Sure. Uh, and then week three, I'll have to look it up. I, I had it right there. Yeah, it's in my notes here. But uh, I know week three isn't something I was too, too terribly scared of either. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, we could get off to a hot start, especially if he has made any improvement. In his passing game, yeah. I mean, if you if you talk about bringing a, a linebacker or a safety down to to spy on him, I mean, what what does that open up? I mean, there's going to be multiple wide that ends that are single coverage, right. yeah. Right. You're, you're talking, right. you know, Dallas Goddard. You know, you're talking yeah, about yeah. Les Watkins. You're so, somebody's open. Somebody will be open if he can find out that guy. It's going to be lights out, and right. it'd be a perfect practice game week one. You you put up, yes. you get a three possession lead early, and then you say, you know what, turnovers a turnover. Like it's the second half. Right. We're up twenty eight. Let's go ahead and try. Like, no, you're not allowed to run it. Like, you have to work on these things. Like, <laughs> you get zero rushing yards. No, and Brandon checked in again with a great point. Like, Detroit's front seven is probably in the bottom three of the NFL. Like, we should be able to run all over them. But maybe we don't. That's, like, that's maybe how we, don't, we, get we up, choose not to. That's how we get up twenty eight. Nothing exactly. Like, and that? then maybe we, we maybe we tone it back and really 17. work on airing it out. Yeah, Brandon, I love the interaction, man. You got to tune into any yeah, of our live shows. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Pam, I want to know not Lee and Pam. Pam specifically, I want to know your thoughts. I'm hearing a lot out of Lee. I need some Pam in my life. Pammy, <laughs> Jalen Hurts, year three, not year two, year three. What are you thinking? Um, I love him actually. I mean, I know. I mean, I hear the complaints. I, my brother actually did GV. That that was the. That was my brother that commented, <laughs> bitching, oh, bitching about Welcome Jason. to the chat, GV. <laughs> so I have to hear it all the time from him. But, uh, yeah, like, I think I'm just excited to see what he does. Like, um, A lot of excitement around this team. Yeah. He, he does everything he can to get better. I think everyone can agree that, you know, we love him as a guy. We love him as, like, his work ethic and everything. Um but yeah, I mean, this is like the year he has to either show up or we're going to be looking for another quarterback. Right yeah, especially so. with the draft capital we have heading into what a lot of people say is going to be a very quarterback, yeah. you know, healthy draft. Yeah. You know, it, it, if he doesn't show it this year, they're going to move on. Yeah. As they should. Yeah. With the weapons we have, you can't. Yeah. You can't afford to sit back with A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas right. Goddard, Quez Watkins. Yeah. It's your best friend. I'm really, yeah. I'm really well, like, this is the year. In this offensive line, like you gotta, yeah. And if you can't do it, somebody else will. Yeah, like I love his intangibles. I think he is so dreamy, but (laughs) he is. He really is. He looks like Damon Wade Jr. You know, but it's it's if he can't do it this year, he's not going to do it ever. No, no. exactly. So we're we're all pretty excited about him. Uh, Obviously, want to touch real quick. uh, Jesse Bates, safety out of uh, Cincinnati. A lot of people are like, oh, we need to we need to trade for him and all. I'd be a little surprised. I know I'm sure you've heard other people talk about it and all. There's a lot of difficulties with trading for him because they they instituted a new uh rule. I don't know when it was somewhat recent. I don't think this is the first year, but after 
think it was July 15th, you could not extend him. If you were to trade for him, you would have yeah. to have him on the franchise tag, which means you couldn't extend him until he was a free agent the following season. So, and he's a guy that's probably going to warrant at least a second round pick to trade for. Right. So do you really want to trade a second round pick for a guy that has the option to go absolutely anywhere he wants? Like you can't give him a mid-year extension. You can't give him a sanction until he is completely seasons over free agency opens. Like, yeah. I think that's way too big of a risk. I, you know, does he promise to take a pay cut? <laughs> <laughs> I think he, he promised well, he guys. Yeah, no. He can't. Like he he okay. he is locked in already to no matter what team he plays for, no matter what, unless they unless they cut him, which they won't do. Yeah. He has to play under the franchise tag this season before any any team can extend him. And you can't even you can't what risk an, him verbally role. agreeing. Yeah. What an absolutely awful role to instate. Because I mean, the the feeling was a second, I take I you know, I swap him for a second any day oh, assuming yeah. 26 you know, year old great safety right oh we, assuming you have enough cap room to sign them uh and you know a second round pick is for for a proven safety <laughs> in his prime it, to me is a no-brainer um but you know if if it is totally up to him and he's got exactly one season i mean you've got one year to wow this guy and then you have to worry about the cap implications from years on. on yeah. it. Do you have that space? Yeah, and Brandon, again, in the comments, how he doesn't pay safety. Like, yeah, Malcolm <laughs> Jenkins was the last, you know, paid safety. Like, it's not a position he extremely values. At least he doesn't take them early in drafts. That's for sure. He gives middle of the road contracts to right. safeties. He, he definitely likes the plug and play, the the second tier free agents. Yeah. You know, Jaquiski Tart. Jaquiski Tart. <laughs> yeah. Bottom five NFL name. But. <laughs> Amazing. You know, uh, <laughs> when I take him, yes, I would also be very surprised if we ended up picking him up. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense for him to be on this team and for Howie to 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 ask ask yeah. around. Oh, that would be like the know? missing piece to to finalize this whole team. Then it would Super be, really be a dream team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All team all stars. Yeah, but it's funny we, we mentioned bottom five names. Why don't we just take that right into top five? <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> Top five, top five, ladies and gentlemen, top five this week, top five yard games. I noticed we kind of, we're already a little bit late in the show and we we usually take about 20 minutes for a top (laughs) five segment. So we'll kind of rifle through them, you know, a little bit quicker. Um, Obviously, Liam Pam, you're welcome to do separate ones. You know, we, you know, we don't want to just jumble you guys into the same one unless you guys agreed on everything. Um, but, yeah, we, we, we wrote a few down that we all read. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, why don't you start us off with your number five, five yard game? And we're talking like cornhole, badminton, volleyball. Like that's kind of yard. Yeah. We'll say three legged race. <laughs> number five, three legged race. Whoa. That, that relies on friends. I haven't done a three legged race <laughs> I since I was eight. Oh right. my goodness! But were they fun? I was damn good. Oh, I'm sure. Line them up. I couldn't. Did you just pick the other guy up with you? I was. And lit- then you just ran. I just found yeah. the closest guy in size and hauled <laughs> ass. Let's go. I feel like you just picked up the other guy and you just ran. It was just a two-legged race with the guy that you were holding. I was the smallest kid to my leg and ran. <laughs> I like that. I like that three-legged race. Sean, number five. Number five. Uh, the game that I can play best while absolutely shit-faced: the ladder toss. That's I. Ladder, you know, it's not. Golf. That's the one. Golf, some call it. Yes. Uh, on that string. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, like, I like that one. I like that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Very little skill, fun for the whole family. I don't have to worry about whose hips are closest in height to mine. Yeah, I don't have exactly. to worry about friends actually. Yeah, exactly. Play so, nice. Oh yeah, that's, that's for that. Yeah, yeah number five for me, Can Jam. Yeah, like a game that involves a frisbee. Some people are really anti frisbee. I enjoy a frisbee for. I can tell you don't know Can Jam. I got rough wrists. My wrists don't work that well. So the frisbee is a little. It's not my forte. Can Jam, solid game. I, I like a, I like a Can Jam. John. It brings out my strong frisbee throwing. I, I feel like I'm above average frisbee. Good throwing. frisbee. Yeah, big yeah. frisbee guy. Yeah, you should okay. do a little ultimate. You, you know, I was one like of those. Guys. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Can Jam's the one that goes like in the trash can. Yeah. Yeah. From like yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'll, I'll take number four. And that's going to be badminton. Okay. Yeah. You get a little Great net set up. You get the shuttlecock yes. out. Yes. Couple Watch of rackets. Hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> badminton fun game a lot of fun i remember uh seventh grade badminton tournament in the gym we took the win win and it's only number four on your list yeah yeah i was it's partnered with worth. uh with my uh good friend akembe matumbo akembe all right any relation it wasn't no 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 <laughs> no we just called him that because he was really good it, no his, uh, I, I forget his name but we call him that nine he, years old seven foot tall african kid yeah. <laughs> no one says no. Yeah. <laughs> All right. My number four in my quest to be uh, land the hottest 79 year old retiree, Shuffleboard. Oh, that's a good one. Yes. And show her the moves, show how well those hips work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have another, uh, the, the little rod has a cool name to that too i can't think of it i don't know what it is yeah it's not like like the pushing stick it's something it's it's called something (laughs) special it's like in the shape of it too it's like if it was number one i might know it should be the trident (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. lee and pam number four god uh what do we put good old-fashioned horseshoes Horseshoes. Horseshoes is a good game. It's yeah. tough. I feel like there's there's some people that are really good at it. Yeah. And then there's everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. They have like some special way of throwing it, like getting a ringer. Like I, I don't know. I tough. that's definitely, you know, my first memories of getting my ass handed to me by like my eighty year old aunts and mm-hmm. uncles. Horseshoes. You just hear that metal on metal clang. Yeah. And you're just trying to hit find the sand pit. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Good no, I had, I had a horse yeah, I had a horseshoe pit. At the old, my old single wide in Millsboro. <laughs> bought two stakes and bought two pieces of rebar. <laughs> you know, nailed them into the ground. Had some awesome. horseshoes. All right, go ahead with number three, Lee and Pitt. Uh, let's go Dizzy Bat. Do you ever play Dizzy, dizzy Bat? Dizzy Bat. <laughs> dizzy Bat, <laughs> like a Dizzy Bat race? Is that. Yeah, you put it for number three. Yeah. Yeah, put it for three. Because I think that's wow. I think that's great just because watching other people do it. Yeah, America's I, I really funniest home videos classic. So oh, yeah. so good. Love it. Oh, I feel like a dizzy bat like and a then a pinata together. Yeah. Let's go. I combine like, like drinking yard games. <laughs> yeah, dizzy bat pinata, that'd be a party. Yes, awesome. <laughs> Our views also dramatically increased when we started. Top five people were <laughs> they know like, it. We need to know. They know it. Top five yard games. All right. My number three <laughs> Giant Jenga. Oh, that's a good game. That's the good massive game. Jenga blocks. Yeah. Modern yeah. There's nothing quite as fear inducing as an adult 
as uh, playing a, a heated game of Jenga with just the most massive blocks that you can possibly find. Yeah, you and then you, you're over at Constitution Yards just yeah. drinking a beer. Right. You hear it across the room. Everybody's like turns their head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bunch yeah, of pieces of two by four just right. smacking the ground. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's loud. Number three for me, game I actually I had always wanted to play it, but I didn't have the the friend groups play it. My little brother is very good at it. And got me into it. Spike ball. Spike ball. Spike ball. If you don't know spike ball, it's like. I never had enough friends for spike ball. It's like upside down volleyball. Yeah. You hit it yeah. down into the net. You know, it's, it's very difficult. Gets the heart rate up, but it's fun. Very fun. Spike ball. So I guess I'll take number two. Number yes. two. This is also a game that if I want to impress an older, older lady. Mm-hmm. Bocce ball. Oh, yeah. I love playing bocce ball. You throw the little ball out there, and you see how close you can get to it. Bocce ball. My sister and her uh, her fiance just purchased a home that has a great side yard that we're trying to convince them to turn into a bocce ball. Of all the activities, yeah. it's yeah. a perfect bocce ball no, but it's yard. Like perfect. It's, it's a perfect bocce ball yard. Oh yeah. Okay. I'll post it on. I'll post it. I'm going to help them move in on Saturday. I'll take a picture. Okay. Sean, <laughs> number two. Number two. My favorite game if I'm trying to impress an entire bachelorette party. Cornhole. Uh, <laughs> for those that don't know, we did impress an entire bachelorette party playing cornhole at a Phillies game. Hooked us up with some free hoagies. Yes. And uh, wow. bachelorette party, like just Oh, it was perfect. We we, we were not originally invited to the bachelorette no, party. No, they parked right no. next to us and we invited ourselves. And they had a hoagie tray. <laughs> yeah, they had Wawa cater their bachelorette party. It was great. I probably oh, had about four too many cookies of theirs. Oh, yeah, hoagies. they had a whole cookie tray, yes. hoagies, yeah. Yeah, quality game. I don't. I don't love when people go a little too hard. I think this is one people tend to make their entire I'm competitive. Always, I'm always going to try my best, but I'm not going to yes. like sit there and like. Some people get a little too competitive. Um, I, I like a good, nice, slightly competitive, but not too competitive game of cornhole. Number two. Yeah, number two. I agree. No more. Like- Pam, number two. We have what badminton. No, it's we were already say, said. Flip, you can it. you can say if you can repeat. Yeah. Yeah. Badminton. Yeah. I guess yeah. I said flip cup, but we yeah. I like that. It's okay. a fun game played in the yard, and it involves alcohol. I mean, it's all a lot of easier these games in the yard. You should yeah, be drinking right. while you play them. Alcohol like is alcohol assumed here. here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no flip cups is solid. Flip 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 Philadelphia. Yeah, Solid. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Very fun game does lose points to me because I don't have enough friends to play it. Yeah, that's like an eight friend. That's like a seven friend game. That's yeah. right. Exactly. Four more than I have. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you on there. It's like <laughs> six more. Yeah. I got you. Joey <laughs> <laughs> lives in, in Jacksonville. Oh. Yeah, I can't it. play virtual flip cup. <laughs> no. I'm sure, there's an app. There's a lag. <laughs> the latency is terrible. Yeah. The ping. The ping is a thousand. Yeah. yeah. All right. Number one, Lee and Pam, take it away. Oh. Uh, we did put cornhole for one. That's cornhole. a solid, solid I mean, answer. Cornhole, I feel like is you're gonna hear that again here shortly. Yeah, solid. Solid yard again. Quality entrance. Entry. Uh, I, I just think people get a little too competitive. It, it takes some of the fun away from me. Yeah. Unless but then I when love, you beat the guy or girl that's very competitive, in, and you're just like, wow, I wasn't yeah. even trying. Unless I love the guy being competitive. I never played this before. Sorry about yeah. that. Yeah. Sean, number one. 
Yes. A game that I do really enjoy being competitive in. I actually have as my number one badminton. Uh, Absolutely top. Badminton? Badminton. 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 That game. Yeah, with the shuttlecock. With the shuttlecock, with the little, little yeah. halfway tennis rackets. Yeah. I, I'm a big tennis I feel like guy. It's badminton. Badminton. Yeah. Badminton. Am I, am I, I like am I that, saying though. the T a little too hard? You had like a G in the middle. Badminton. It's not important. You know what game I'm talking yeah, about, I, guys. I didn't know. I was like, is this like a, a hybrid? Anything I can do a nice, strong left backhand. You give it that Maria Sharapova. <laughs> no, it's more of a manly testosterone filled. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you hear it though. I feel like that throws him too. Yeah, it establishes yourself as the the alpha the alpha of the young yeah. gamers. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Well, for me, I'm taking Lee and Pam's number one. For me, is cornhole. Cornhole. You know, okay. you know, okay. got got some nice boards, but for me, the, the other than the competitiveness, the biggest thing that makes the game is the bags. You get the wrong bags, bags you're you're in for a rough day. Like I've played once sense. with one of those professional bags. I don't hundred dollars for those bags. Somebody did. I played <laughs> with them no once. They're nice. Yeah, they're real nice. I mean, they got the slide side and the stick side. Okay. So what makes a good bag is they're like. <laughs> well, uh, for me, a good bag is not like the real beans in it. I yeah. feel like those are too hard. Like it's more of like the the sand, the weight yeah. distribution. Yeah, weight distribution. Yeah, the, the friction on both sides. Yeah, the, right. the, like the pro bags, they have like a slide side and a stick side. Like one side, you know, it's. Wow. You want to land and stay where it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the different art they can put on the boards. That's uh-huh. fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great yeah. game. Great game. Well, that's <laughs> wonderful. That's top five right there. One, two, three, four, five. Five, four, three, two, one. Top five. Well, yeah, we, we kind of saved the Sixers for the last because like, there's probably the least amount to talk. Sure. And obviously, we're, we're running pretty long, so we'll – We'll touch on it real quick. I know, I know. We still want to hear plenty about uh, about the shirt shop. Uh, but Liam, Pam, I want to know your thoughts on the Sixers offseason. Uh, what do you think, really, about Harden? His deal now—it's seeming to be official of three years, about seventy million. I think he's getting two. Excuse me, two years, about okay. seventy million. Uh, I think he's getting more in the second year than yeah. the first. I think he's yeah. taking a bit of a, a bit of a more, you know, more serious pay cut. Um, but it's funny. I, I was thinking about this when you were mentioning. Uh, Glenn Rivers and how he is very similar to Joe Girardi and his catering to the older players. Well, that will do great this year because our team is old as shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah old ass PJ Tucker out there. I know. Yeah, you know oh, James yeah. Harden, yeah. Joel Embiid's now up there in age. Yeah. I mean, no, it's Tobias uh, Harris is certainly not young. You know, we got the average age on our team has to be thirty-two. <laughs> I know. We Maxie. Maxie is still what 21, 22. I know. Yeah. He like yeah. brings the He's bringing down her average a full three right. years. It really, he really does. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah, I mean, if we still had years, Danny so. Green, we'd be 40. I was, right? I was just going to say that. I'm like, well, at least we traded away Danny Green. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I, <laughs> it's fine. He's, but he was expected. Yeah. yeah bring yeah, that championship mentality. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, this, this Harden deal is no surprise. I mean, he's going to be taking a, a pretty stiff pay cut in the first year. I don't have the details out in front of me. And then a, a player option for the second year is what yeah, most people and are it, speculating. Yeah. And it's most likely going to take it. <sighs> yeah. He's I, getting paid more the second year. I, I think this deal has more to do with him proving that he's still worth this amount of yeah. money. I, I don't think he had much of an option here. Yeah. 
you know, if he wanted a multiple year deal, he wasn't going to get, he was going to get paid for what he provided last season, which was underwhelming. But the big thing is for me, the big thing is he could have made 47 million. Yes. He opted out of that deal, regardless of how you feel as him with a player, if he should be on the team, if we think it's a waste of money, he could have very easily said through you guys, I'm getting my bag, pay me 47 million, but he didn't. Right. He's getting paid around 30 something year one and then probably just under 40 year two. Um, and that's a player option that he'll most likely, I would imagine, opt in. Yeah. You think the front office would have said, hey, if you take that 47, 48 million dollar one year deal, there's no chance that we stick around with you. Any further I mean, than him and Daryl Morey are extremely tight. Maybe. Yeah, they are. Maybe. I feel like it was talked about before he even came to the Sixers. Yeah. He did say it like once he got here. Like, yeah. And I mean, there, there's also the reports of tampering with yeah. whole, with the previous partial owner. And there's some rumor that he's like brought James Harden in as like a advisor or something to one of his companies. And they think there's like shady backroom dealings that were like, you get paid less, but we're going to pay you this with the fanatics or something. Like he right. owns like, oh, I see. I see. The, the guy that didn't he just sell his share of something. Yeah, he, he's yeah. no longer uh, an owner of the team, but he just had a party where Joel, yeah, Arden, Maxi, like, PJ yeah. Tucker all went to, and, and apparently Robert the NBA is investigating that there is some kind of, I don't care, do it. Hard and sweet jersey deal he just got, right? <laughs> yeah. My big thing is with that report that, I think it was Yahoo Sports, where their Harden said, you know, go ahead, get all the other pieces, pay me whatever whatever's left. Why didn't you go out and fill the team and give him the league minimum? <laughs> right. If that was really I, mean, I was kind of I thought the same kind of thing. I did. I was like, oh, No, you knew he was still getting around 30 million regardless. Gonna, but that's great. It's 17 million less than he would yeah, and he could huge. have made, which is huge. That's how we got PJ Tucker. Yeah. And that's about the only free agent that's worth talking about because the uh, you know the other so guys. Far, yeah. at least. <laughs> now, yeah, di- no, yeah. The question is, do you see Harden being better this season with another year with the Sixers uh, than last season? Because last season he was clearly out of shape. Cautiously there's, optimistic. There's yeah. Right. Because there's certainly reason to believe that he'd be a lot more familiar with the team. He, you know, he was a mid-season addition. Four so. seasons of him coming in the season out of shape. Yeah. But this is, again, this is a, you know, a habitual offender. The guy does not, apparently doesn't do enough damn cardio during yeah. the offseason. Right. And he's claiming this is the offseason. This is the one that's getting him back in shape. He's ready to to, to come into the season like he's never before. Uh, it was, I think it was the afternoon show on WIP. I forget who it was, but I think it was John Marks said it great. He was like, PJ Tucker is still getting paid, you know, only 10 million a year, but only. But at five years older than James Harden, because yeah. PJ Tucker is wringing everything he can out of his body. Yeah. Like right. he's staying in tip top shape. Sure. And still playing at a level where he can get a $10 million a year deal, a yeah. three-year, $10 million a year deal that will take him into his year 40. Right, And that's why I think there may have been some merit to them saying, listen, if you take this player option, we yeah. will not re-sign oh, you. I, wasn't, I wanted him back. I'm glad it was only two because the early reports were at minimum a three-year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm certain about too. Yeah. But I also was like the second option outside of a one-year, two-year deal that I was like fine with was – not signing at all. Walking away. Yeah, just yeah. saying. You know what? We tried. Appreciate it. That's the right. Because yeah, play your way. you know what? And Didn't work you, out. And then you've got Harden having to go to a team that's not run by Daryl Morey. 
right? Up to command exactly how much money he's worth after the last season, which was not anything close to a max deal. Yeah. No. Like he he, he showed flashes. And I'm hoping yeah. that those flashes yeah. are much more consistent. Yeah. His first week or two with the Sixers, my goodness, did we not all say we're winning the chip? Yeah, yeah I was like, I didn't. I thought Ben was good, and all, you know what I mean. Like, I was like, I, that's a point guard. Oh my god, that's what a point guard looks like. And then all of a sudden, it was like, it just. Well, she but, thought Ben was good. Good show, everybody. <laughs> we're gonna. No, ben sucks. Screw that guy. No, but like I haven't seen ball movement like that since the Tim Duncan Spurs. Right, like they were moving the ball around like it was hot potato. Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, those two weeks, (laughs) it was incredible. Well, Liam, Tim, I know it at least seeming when you follow on Twitter that probably what are the Sixers like your your number one team to tweet about and talk about. Or at least it seemed like it seemed the season yeah. that you guys always had some phenomenal tweets. So I really was, you know, looking forward to hearing you guys touch on Harden and the Sixers as a whole. I think I think that's that's definitely where we found it this year. Certainly, like certainly, yeah. your girl Kate Scott loves you guys. Yeah, what a gift! She's I a mean, gift. she's she's been awesome. She's been like she really stepped in great. Like yeah. you, yeah. you can't fill Zoom off shoes. Nobody can. But yeah. she she stepped in and did a great job. I was yeah. expecting to, for her to have a lot more or face a lot more of a learning curve over the course of that season. And I felt, I mean, I, she seemed like she was right at home. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bang, bang, George Niang. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. I felt like that, too. She, like, almost, it felt like she read, like, the Bryce Harper, like, Philadelphia PR book or something. Like, just, like, this is how you go about making Philadelphia like you. No, that's See, perfect. These things yeah. in this way and, like, you know, and, like, have this much pride and, like, hometown pride and stuff like that. And she just seems to do it all. And it totally, I totally fall for it. I'm like, she's the best. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. she gets us. She's really, like, she's genuinely, like, such a nice person, too. Yeah, From what, like, so what nice. we, like, interact through social media. And she's genuinely, like everything that she presents and we're super lucky to have her. I mean, she's definitely going to be in the hall of fame probably one day. I mean, trailblazer for sure. So yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been like, um, like the six year season, I guess, it's been we were like yeah probably tweeting the most about that it was like, fun. It was really fun. Yeah, <laughs> everything going on like the, the big James Harden, you know, deal and everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I mean, every year I get roped back in with the Sixers. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> doesn't matter like what they oh, do. Shit. Like, Here we go again. As long Here as we, we have Embiid, I'm like, who knows? You're saying there's a chance, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, I don't know much about Melton. Is that who we Melton? Yeah, he's a yeah. he's a solid. He's automatically our best bench player. Automatically. Okay. Yeah, he right. he yeah. Ma- he ma- makes the bench substantially better. Uh, developed a, a decent three point shot. He averaged yeah. like five three almost almost five and a half three point attempts a game. Uh, about thirty four percent shooting from three. Uh, the big thing is when uh, when Morant was out. He they they won a lot of the games that he was a starter in. Like he he filled yeah, that yeah. role very well. Uh, he'll get yeah. you you know ten five and five typically. Yeah, which I mean, is great. He's certainly addressing a need that this team showed it it really was struggling with, and that was bench help throughout the rest of the throughout oh, the yeah. season. That is hundred percent. He's got like that like fire to it. Like it seems like that. Well, and he's got a yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, he's he's yeah. got yeah, some like, highlight yeah. level dunks. That's for sure. Yeah. He throws it down, and yeah. and I haven't seen obviously I haven't watched a whole lot of. 
his tape or anything. Right. But uh, looking at a lot of the stats and a lot of the projections, a lot they think he's you know steal for twenty. He's actually a pretty pretty solid, well above average defender, which you never mad at. Like having a guy that excels at both yeah. sides of the ball is huge, yeah, especially on a you know taking obviously the easiest person to compare him to is the guy we traded for him with Danny Green and his absolute you know deciding whether or not he wants to show up on the back end of the court sure. or not. It's great to have somebody that at least on paper and people are are reporting. Uh, Shane jumps in. Terrible defender. Is that? Uh, are we talking Danny Green or uh, or the new kid? New no, kid on the block. Is- we're going to find out. I mean, one way to endear yourself to this fan base is to play your ass off. Yeah. You know, I mean, and you see how what we all felt about Danny Green by the end of his tenure. Yeah. Right. And really anybody else that doesn't show up on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, we're going to find right. out. It could be a quick way that James Harden loses the love of the city if he doesn't, yeah, absolutely. doesn't show up. If he doesn't show defense. up in shape, that's the one thing you can control yeah. is your conditioning. Right. Go right. outside and run. Right now, what are you doing? You're Leonard yeah. Fournette. Yeah, yeah, like Embiid. Embiid figured it out already. Embiid, like, oh, oh like yeah, he's playing he tennis. He's, he's dancing at weddings. He's he's, 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 yeah, he's, he's just he's, It's crazy. He just loves life. He does. He he's does. living his best life. Oh, he's Amen. the best. He's the best. Gotcha. Amen. Well, obviously, as the <laughs> off season ramps up and summer league comes to an end, and and they start into the the very short preseason, all we'll talk a lot more Sixers, and with any. You know other moves and all. Obviously, with this deal with Harden now appearing to be official, I'll have to look at the numbers. But I don't think we have much move to make. Any kind of other free agent signings right. left? You know, maybe a league minimum guy like a Dwight, bring Dwight Howard back or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think we still badly need an outside shot, like a really solid outside shot. Another Seth. Um, Seth back. <laughs> we'll we'll see. But but no, we'll talk plenty of Sixers. But I wanted to really give give you all the floor to, to talk about Philly shirt shop where tell people where they can find it, what you're doing, what kind of apparel, because I mean, obviously I've encouraged everybody to go to Philly shirt shop.com because there, you guys have some really clever shirts. You know, obviously we, we, we made the, uh, my lot of house of pancake shirt, but I just made that with a cricket and some iron on vinyl. <laughs> and, uh, and I, you saw guys, that. I was like, those are really cute. Oh yeah. I definitely like mine, but your guys production value is, is certainly next level. And the creativity is right there as well. So I kind of wanted to open the floor up to you all to to talk about the company, talk about the business, and let everybody know where they can go to uh, to get some of that top tier apparel. Thanks. Thank you. Um, well, right now we're just like uh, based online, so phillyshirtshop.com, um, and we have like an online shop where it's like uh, mainly Philly themed apparel and stuff like that but uh we also do custom printing for like schools or businesses like uh charities stuff like that um and we're looking to do some shows too like we're gonna post like on social media when when we're like gonna actually do shows but we're looking at like end of the summer fall type stuff so we would love to like get the people out and like meet people face to face because being an online shop, we don't get to do it that much. So we re- that's another reason why we really appreciate you guys having us on. Yeah, well. totally. Totally. So. No, yeah. no doubt. No, and I know we were kind of talking, like we're with Sean now uh, being on the team and him being local with me and all, we're, we're talking about getting the live shows back up again yeah, and talking cool. to a number of different bars. I know we, we had a oh, good time awesome. with, yeah, that will be some, cool. with, uh, with some bars and all. And, and talking with you, like if we get those live show and, uh, up and all, like having you all come along, hop on the pod for a little bit and having having a booth set up or something, selling oh, great. Yeah, to, to people at the bar and all. 
Uh, so it could certainly be could certainly be a fun time and everything. But no, really can't thank you all enough for for hopping on. Obviously, you know, you guys make incredible apparel and your sports knowledge is is right there. I mean, every topic we talked on with the Phillies, Eagles and Sixers, you you were right step for step bringing it like, oh, yeah, like Kenny, Kenny Gainwell, big Kenny Gainwell guy. You're you're <laughs> dropping Kenny Gainwell, girls, then you're Kenny welcome G. back on the show. <laughs> yeah, if you like Kenny Gainwell, Jake like Kenny Elgin, yeah. and, <laughs> and, uh, and TJ Edwards, yeah. like you'll you'll yeah, fit yeah. well in, on this pod anytime because they're, they're certainly a talking two and five favorites. Um, but, can I say something really quick? No. And I no. <laughs> All right. I appreciate that you guys this entire time that everybody was like Sean Watson to Sean Watson that you guys did not waver on that as a female. Well, with us being a PG 13 podcast, we get we get two an episode, so I'll I'll give you one of them here. That guy's a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was thinking a lot. He's a monster. He's a monster. He's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. I mean, really, we spent too much time on him. You know, oh my god, two episodes ago, we we talked enough of that. Right. I I know, and I actually heard it, but I I remember hearing you guys before, and you were so that whole time that like everybody in every city probably was like, should we get to show him off it every day? And I'm like. No, no, oh my God. no. We've have you, have you talking to him five, Joey, Sean, myself. Like, we've unanimously just basically yeah. just said, "Fuck that guy." Yeah, I mean, yeah, the guy like, could go right? out and do that on his own in the privacy of his own home. He's a, a star quarterback in the NFL. Right. You know the fact that he, you know, made uh, took advantage of whatever power dynamic he held over these women mm-hmm. uh, is, uh, and and that franchises it covered oh, his yeah. ass. Oh, oh yeah, um, no, right? Thirty women they paid off. Yeah, this was this was, was like, a you know, there was yeah, and then the Browns giving him a contract that allows him, right. even if he's suspended for the entirety of yeah. the season, he still gets two hundred and thirty nine of his two hundred and forty million. There's so many people, organizations just covered in shit over this entire thing. Yeah, and yeah. Josina yeah. And Anderson, like, so like what a clown she is. Yeah, just she's been a clown for yeah. Years. I mean, it is, know that's not Josina. new news. Josina yeah. Anderson's a dumbass. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I mean, he's a he's a piece of shit want absolutely nothing to do with him and it makes me sick just like you said the organizations but i have to get off twitter half the time because somebody like i'll post something and some browns like deshaun watson apologist will hop in the mentions and just be like well you know the 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 courts ruled that he was innocent i was like no they didn't they did not first of all (laughs) not pursuing criminal charges does not mean innocent no on anything like this like i I've done. We it. talked about this too. Yeah. yeah, no, we don't even have to get into it. I just appreciate that, like, you didn't have to. It just felt like, I don't know. I just feel like if anyone was talking about it, it was like, I understand, and we live in America, and you have to presume innocence. But it was like, come on. Oh, like, we had insulting women all over the place by even entertaining this right now every goddamn day. And you guys, no, I won't, like, I won't nope. mention the, I won't mention the podcast. But we yeah. had an episode lined up with another podcast to have them on last year, and like two days before the tweet. There was like right when all this, like when it was official, he was going to be, you know, getting traded and all. They posted a tweet that was worded just so terribly. That was basically just like, look, I get that Deshaun Watson might be a bit of a, a pervert, but he's still pretty amazing at football and all. And I called him up. I was like, hey, you guys are no longer welcome on the podcast. Like, I'm sorry. Like, and it was, it was worded. It was worded so much worse than that. Like, it was something yeah. just basically saying, like, can't we get over the fact that he did that? Like, because he's so good. Oh. And I was just like, yeah. no. like I, I was like, I'm sorry, guys. Like, like you're you're no longer welcome on the pod. Like all affiliation, like and 
because they because I gave them the opportunity. I was like, that's a pretty ballsy way to word it. And like I gave them the opportunity to like step it back yeah. and they just like doubled down. I was just like, all right, well, free country, like go ahead. Right. Share your thoughts. But we have no right affiliation. Here. Like right. you're not we and don't want to promote you. We yeah. don't want you to promote us. We don't want to be attributed with you in any way. Wow. And it's gonna say that way. Good for you. Thank you. I appreciate I appreciate it big time. Just no, of course. nobody so, got it. So we end the we end every episode the same way. Final thought. Lee, Pam, final thought. Uh, follow talking to one five, please. Everyone should. Yeah, it was, this was so much fun. Yeah, it was we, great. Like, appreciate it so much being on. And um, yeah, I think optimistic, optimistic about the Phillies and uh, Eagles and the Sixers and the Sixers and the list. That, that is all. And the <laughs> union. All right. All right. And the union. And the flyers. I appreciate you leaving them all for us. <laughs> John, final thought. Uh, thanks for being on, guys. You guys were great. I personally enjoyed having you guys on. Uh, look forward to working with you guys in the future. Uh, as as far as the sports talk, uh, go Gainwell, go Veerling. Yeah, <laughs> really, yes. yes. Gainwell and Veerling all day. Talking two on five stands. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Uh, final thought: uh, PhillyShirtShop.com and uh, Chick Fil A closed on Sundays. <laughs>